Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 73. It's good to be in the house. So they were like, in the house, that's right, because you are the temple. So everything should be in your house. The anointing should be flowing in your house. So it's good to be in the house and amongst all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we have Hanukkah coming up tomorrow. So Hanukkah is uh, one of the days that we celebrate. And a lot of people think it's about like a Christmas, like a Jewish Christmas. And it has nothing to do with uh, Christmas. So let's talk a little bit about Hanukkah. So uh, Hanukkah was when the Greeks, because the Greeks served a lot of different gods, right? So they tried to get the Jews to conform to all these gods. And, and the Jews said no. And so there was this war, um, Antiochus was the uh was over that let me put my little glasses on uh, Antiochus he was the uh, one over the Greeks that wanted us to conform and so when we said no they what they destroyed the temple and so we were the Maccabees the part of the Jews the Maccabees we won that war so what happened was um the temple always had a light on it and they kept the light lit with oil well after they destroyed the temple uh there was only one day left of this oil to light the temple. And so the Lord honored that because it took eight days to make this oil. And so the Lord honored it and he kept the light lit for those eight days while they were rebuilt, while they were remaking this oil. So that's why uh, it's for eight days. And then a lot of times you eat fried fruits at this time because what of the oil, right? So that you eat donuts and different things. So this is really not hard to do. And so I have my menorah and um, there's a menorah with seven candles and then there was a menorah with uh, nine. So I always use my menorah with nine at this time. And so it's kind of easy. You have the, uh, the center candle, which is what the, the shamash is called the middle candle. And so tomorrow at around 6 p.m. at dusk, you'll start, and you'll put your uh, one candle here and you always go from the right. So this is my right here. And then you'll light with the shamash. You always use that to light it. So you go to right, and then the second day after, and so you let the, uh, you say your prayer and it's going down. You let it all the way burn down. I always put it in the window so people can see my light shine, right? And then the second day, you'll put two candles in and then you'll start from left. So you always light the new candle first. So you'll start from left to right. And then those two will burn down. And then what, the third day, and it just goes on and you keep adding more candles, then you go like that. So you put the candles in from right to left, but you burn them from left to right. That makes sense, okay? And then you're saying your prayers. Now you can go on YouTube and get the prayers or you can say your own prayers because we're not in Egypt. And it's more of honoring and recognizing the day. So that's really what it's about and teaching your children the story behind it and why we're doing this. So we know um, Christmas and Thanksgiving were, were, are pagan holidays. So we should be celebrating ours. And this is not in Leviticus, uh, it's, it's not in there, but so you can choose to recognize it or you don't have to. So you anybody can, you can actually find You can actually find mention of it in the book of Daniel in chapter 11. Oh, Daniel chapter 11? I'm going to have yes. to read that. And it, when you look in there, all the events that he talked about, some people say he predicted it. Some people say because it was so accurate what he talked about of the events that happened that he was actually there and witnessed it. 
So there's this whole debate with that. And another name for the, for your menorah, the one that has the nine that you use, would be a Hanukkah. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and to add to that, uh, Yeshua also speaks of it in uh, in the Book of John as well. He goes to the Feast of Lights. That's where he, you know, uh, talks to the Pharisees and has some other conversations. So while it's not Leviticus 23, our Lord and Savior, uh, he does keep the tradition as well, which is one of the reasons why I, li I like the value is so high and keep it uh, is because we asked the question, what would Jesus do? He kept Hanukkah. Okay, and that's in John? Yeah, John, I forget. The, I think it's like chapter four. 10 okay. to 22. Um, it's chapter 10, 22. Verse chapter 22. 10, okay. Through okay, 28. John. That's for next week's half uh next week's uh Brit Hadishah portion is next week is that that uh, portion. Okay. 9, 10, 22 through 28. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And so uh, you know, people wonder, you know, why certain people are being blessed and they have favor because we're we're keeping the Sabbath day holy. When you know turmoil comes our way, we we have uh, different things that happen. We get sickness, but it doesn't shake us. When you know who you who you are, your identity, and you know who you serve, and you know that you're one of the chosen ones, the chosen things don't move you like they used to. Okay, and you know that healing is coming, and healing is going to take place. And you know that you can lay hands on your own body and give it to Yahshua and Yahweh, and they're going to heal you because he's not done using you yet. So we know that we can't die until our mission is done. And I know I got more things to do. So when my body's attacked, I talk to the Lord, just like I'm talking to you. Lord, help me, heal me, you know, use me, mold me. And he has more use for me. So he's not going to let me go until my mission is over. And so uh, that's the difference. And that's the piece beyond understanding. I know a lot of people send me um, text messages and they hit me up on F Facebook and they, and they tell me deep, deep, dark things that's going on with them. You know, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. When you forgive someone, that frees you up. That takes that, that monkey off your back and that hindrance. Because you've given it to Yahshua, what he died for. You've given him that situation. So it's for you. And I just want to put that out there because he has not forgotten you and he loves you. And these are the holiday seasons and people get depressed. I used to work as a police dispatcher. People get suicidal around this time. The devil is a liar. And we rebuke that suicidal spirit. We rebuke this depression. We rebuke that you have to go spend all your money on some toys to, to ring the bell at the stock market for, for the kids. You can get your kids toys any day because you are the chosen one. You are God chosen people. You are the head not the tail. And enough is enough. We thank you, Lord. So um, we're on here to encourage you and just teach you, teach you the way. And it, it, it took me time, and I know it, it's rough sometimes. And I have my my notebook, so I can keep referring back to all the holidays that we are supposed to be uh, celebrating and what we're supposed to do be doing to stay what with the Torah to stay in the, in the contract agreement. And, and that's what the contract agreement is, is the Torah. So Minister Mike, our health is our wealth. We can't do anything without our health, right? So he's gonna go ahead and do our health is our wealth. Welcome everybody to another episode and another Shabbat. It is definitely a blessing to be here today. 
Um, I just I can attest to what uh, a cult Easter talked about about the forgiveness because I, I used to wear it with pride, holding grudges and stuff <laughs> like that, and that's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. They go about their business, and I'm the one that's jacked up, bottled up, all in bondage <laughs> because I'm forgiven. No. And you know what? Your healing comes after the forgiveness. Yes. You let all of that stuff go, it releases so much out, out of your body, out of your mind. You know, it's forgiveness is, is a blessing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that was so key when you said it is not for them, that it's for us. Right. Really is. It really is. It's not freeing them up. It's freeing us up. I'm a, wit- I'm a witness to live a witness to that. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can get my screen um, shared. I think she's handed things over to me. And we're going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, occult at least. Yes. I think she's ready and good to go. I don't see your catch up uh, screen right now. There we go. There we go. All right. So I, I'm just doing a, a quick recap. Recap. This is going to be really short, quick, and um, sweet because we're about at the end of our whole uh, presentation for the moment. And I'm just going to recap. There's like some healthy. A lot of times people are wondering how can we make healthier stuff that we like to consume. So this is one I shared previously about homemade ketchup. You use like one to two tomatoes. You use um, dates. I would suggest if you can't get dates, I had never had a date until yesterday, um, figuratively speaking about something that you eat. And it tastes almost like um, prunes. Yeah. You know? And it really, I thought it was gonna be this big seed in there like prunes and, and it wasn't, and it was, it was really sweet, almost like syrup. So I understood, uh, I understand even more so now when they talk about having like date syrup and using date to sweeten the, the items instead of using the processed sugar or that high fructose stuff. And then you also, you can um, add you like a half a cup of sun-dried tomatoes. If you haven't had sun-dried tomatoes, they are the bomb, especially to cook with. If you use them like a healthy pasta, they are the bomb. Moving along. Also, there's a healthier way to have uh, alkaline vegan mac and cheese, especially if you have a problem you know, with some of your dairy and stuff. So you have some items here, when you, it's a lot to kind of like take down, but you see, you can use like vegetable broth, butternut squash, yellow onions. You get different um, seasons that you can add to it. If you're cayenne pepper and turmeric, your ginger, you can add all these other different things. And whole uh, some spelt uh, penny uh, pasta noodles and stuff like that. Great, great way to and make your- Mr. Griff definitely needs this because he, he doesn't like macaroni and cheese because of the cheese, so. Right, right. Like, so if you have some uh, uh, issue with the dairy recipe. and stuff, th- this is a great, great substitute. I'd like to ching in right there, ping in right there. I sure. bought for the first time yesterday, Barilla has uh, pasta made of chickpea. I saw it on Instagram and I am so excited about trying it. So that gives it's me good. It's, it's really, really to good. have something other than the regular pasta. I haven't used that particular brand, but I have had the chickpea um, pasta, like probably the last, since I moved, the last two months, I've probably had it like every month. <laughs> every month I've had the chickpea pasta. And they're high in, in protein and stuff. That, that's one of the things that I, I like about a lot of the healthier foods. We'd be surprised when you when we think we got to get all our protein from beef and all this other kind of meat and everything. Yeah. <laughs> gorillas are vegans. 
They don't I, eat I, one I, piece I of meat. Zucchini pasta. I've never used the other kind, so I'll have to find it. So yeah, when you look at how eat, buff uh, and strong gorillas are, they don't bears. eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> bears don't eat pasta. They don't eat, you know, they, they're right. meat eaters. We need to transition. And I'm so thankful for the things that we can have um, that will uh, balance out how we eat. And we don't have to deny ourselves anything anymore. That was my first thing. I was like, I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have this. Right. No, you can have it. And it can be flavorful and helpful for your body. Right. Exactly. I know that one of the big things we probably came on the scene probably like over 20 years ago was the whole thing about MSG, this monosodium glutamate. You know? So um, according to the uh, sun people underscore one on Instagram, it said MSG added not, is not added to enhance the flavor of foods, but it actually does enhance the flavor of foods, but to create addiction to foods. And uh, it says it is the nicotine of our food supply. It is a neuron toxin that causes headaches, joint pain, feverish, flush, disorientation, can cause depression, heart throbbing, seizure, and brain damage. And some of the, a lot of the foods that we consume uh, have it. And one of the things that they had on the list was actually Lay's. So it just took me back to that old commercial, no one can eat just one. <laughs> and I was like, that's true. Cause I can remember, boy, I used to put down some, some Lay's potatoes. <laughs> I still eat Lay's potatoes. I, I need the salt, the potassium. I always want Right, right, potassium. right. You know, so just like, I, I, I just want everybody, you don't have to take everything we say for base value. We're just here to inform you, do your own research, do, and then decide, always make your, your decisions and stuff by being aware, whether it's for medical reasons, just know your options, what your options are. You know, you don't have to do it, you get to do it. Just like with Hanukkah, you don't have to celebrate it, you get to celebrate it. You don't have to honor Shabbat, you get to uh, honor Shabbat. He gives us free will, he gives us a choice. You know, I just say make wise choices. You know, you know, Brother Mike, I didn't uh, understand about MSG until my wife got pregnant and we started uh, researching more. But they were saying that MSG is especially found in a lot of uh, Chinese takeout restaurants. And it's just like you were saying. It was on still, the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was like, man, because, you know, now I live in San Francisco mm -hmm. a lot of, around a lot of different cultures and cuisines. And yeah. so we've been doing a little research. But, yeah, they said MSG is something that really, really, really uh, can mess you up. And especially oh, yeah. for pregnant women. Oh, yeah. And I always say I should eat like a pregnant woman because they have all these restrictions, but I feel like, you know, they're doing that for a reason. But yeah, MSG was when we came across, that was that was intense. When, um, I, when I was researching some of this, some of the, uh, even though it's been FDA, FDA approved, some scientists even suggest that it triples your insulin levels that your pancreas have to, uh, create and then it also causes weight gain and depletes your serotonin levels mm -hmm. so there's a lot to start considering like I, i've mentioned before we are often beguiled by our taste buds yeah that is probably one of the, the greatest uh tactics uh against our health if, if it tastes good smells good and especially if it looks good it's it's good as consumable. 
know, but we have to think about are there repercussions by consuming it, especially if you're not going to consume it in moderation. And, and we see if it's approved by the FDA, we see our government's not going to protect us. They allowing anything and everything to get through. So got to stay woke out here and be seeing, uh, reading these labels. Right, right. Read, read, my people, read. Hosea 4 and 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Moving on. Then there's a lot of, uh, we mentioned before about the uh, soursop, the sea moth, burdock root. A lot of these are good um, blood cleansers, but they also are uh, helpful aids in blood pressure aids. Um, I, I, I use the soursop uh, uh, and the burdock root and uh, the, blad, the bladder rack and the dandelion root. I, I, have, I have dandelion root almost every day. They're good for liver. They're good for your kidneys. There's just so many things that's out there that are plants that we just were not aware of. A lot of people, they have dandelion you know, roots you know, growing in their gardens and stuff like that too. Next slide. Now we're gonna get on to show like some of the uh, links for kosher eating. We have like this kosher food list for 2021, Easy Recipe Depot. The, the, uh, and you may, if you wanna find out more detail on what is kosher, the diet, the foods and rules, there's a link here and you can Google just about everything. The internet has a plethora of information about almost anything you could, can imagine. And sometimes you just may have to compare two or three different sources just to see what may just might be uh, legit or you know, conducive to your, to your lifestyle. Here's some of the foods. I think we, we've showed some of these before. Uh, Akota Lisa, you know, she's uh, purchased some of these items uh, on here. I've used the, um, of course, you know, I, I do the challah and fresh fruits is always a plus. And if it's something that normally was grown with seeds, stick to your seeded and not your seedless. Stick to your seeded, not to your seedless. There's a lot of nutrients that's actually in the seeds that's good for you. you can, I used to spit out seeds until I found out the different uh, magnesium and niacin and zinc and stuff that's in a lot of your seeds, especially when it comes to like your, your key limes and your organic lemons and your watermelon. You know, all these things are really helpful. And when you're dehydrated, you'd be surprised how many of these juice, juicy like fruits, like watermelon, they hydrate you even better than water. So you get thirsty and everything, especially like if it's late at night and you don't have to worry about maybe possibly getting up so often to go to uh, the, 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 uh, to the restroom, you know, try eating like maybe a wet fruit, like, you know, an orange or possibly even a, a, a watermelon and preferably a seeded watermelon. Although even the seedless watermelon, you still going to find a few seeds and it's like almost, it's almost impossible for a seedless watermelon not to have seeds. It'll be few in there, but I've never seen one completely um, barren of seeds. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to pass the mic on to Kotali so she can tell y'all a little bit about, about water before we continue on. Hello, everyone, and I'm glad to be here with you. Uh, I just want to talk briefly, very briefly, about water. Water is so key. And one of the things that I learned years ago is that your body is basically 75% water. And so that's why we need to uh, ingest 
take in water uh, for our health, for our well-being, for our mental uh, stability, and so many other things. It rehydrates the body. And for women, it is suggested that we consume 64 ounces of water a day. It can be some type of liquid. It can be broth. It can be um, juices that you make or uh, some other type of liquid. I mean, many things that you ingest have water in it. And some of those things can count as well. But it's best to consume the obvious, the water. And so that's why, um, it, especially for people with uh, diabetes, they can become dehydrated very quickly. So we have to consume uh, a lot of, of water. Uh, an acceptable amount of water. For men, it's 128, it's double that. And so what that calculates out to be for me is eight ounces of water per hour. And I try to stick to that. I used to be uh, very good at it because I taught exercise. So I would have my eight ounces of water in an eight hour day, that's 64. So I've consumed my water uh, allocation for the day. Men, again, that's twice for you. So you wanna be cautious of how much of that you're consuming and just do it on a regular basis. It's good for your health, it's good for your well-being. But I wanna quickly move over to an article that I found for uh, us on yesterday. And uh, it talks about bottled water. And so the lady, is, it's a, uh, she's a mother and she's talking about how water uh, was not good or the water that she was drinking was not good for her family. So she began to do uh, some research. And a lot of you, and I understand if you're getting the big bottles of water um, from the filling uh, stations in front of the grocery stores, but that water can come from the municipal supply um, for the city. And that's the same, almost the same as what's going flush down your toilet and down the drains and down your sewers. You don't want that. They may clean it up a little bit and good for you, what's permissible, but you want to consume, and there are op um, options where you can consume, um, your water pH should be at least a 9.5, but I've seen an article here recently where it can be 7.8 to 8.5. But we try to strive for the 9.5. And I believe that, um, Minister Michael should have that slide up where there were uh, examples of um, water that you can buy. Uh, and a lot of them have the pretty labels. That's what you're paying for is the pretty label. So you want to get, you want to check and it's on the bottle what your pH level is. Also, you can go to the uh, drug stores. You can go to even pet stores. You can go just about everywhere and find little kits that we used to use years ago. My husband still uses it. Um, and what it was for then was for diabetics that were testing uh, their urine. But you want to test your water to see where your pH level is. And if it doesn't come up to at least 7.5, then you don't want to consume that. Be careful of what you consume. Be careful of what you ingest. Um, because it will ultimately affect your health. So you want to get um, the, as best possible, the top uh, leader in water uh, that has at least, um, it's good to have a 9.5 uh, pH 
or your water. One, one of the things about um, the higher your pH, especially if you're going to the nine to the 10, if you are on medication and you're consuming a time release that has to be slowly released to your system, then you're gonna wanna back down to like the seven page because the 9.5 to the 10 is gonna push it right on through. So if you're on a time release, then you're gonna wanna um, dwindle back down to like maybe like she said, like a 7.4, 7.5. Anything below seven is gonna be acidic. And that's what you're trying to get away from your body being acidic anyway, because diseases thrive on acidic. Arthritis, cancers, leukemia, diabetes, all of that thrives on your body being in an acidic state. So we need to keep our bodies as close to alkaline as possible, consuming alkaline foods, living foods, and living, living water. Exactly. And so um, there's an article that uh, Minister Mike should have a link on the slide, or did you receive it? No. Um, I don't know if I received it. If yeah. not, he I don't think he received it, but no. we can go okay. ahead and play it next week. Okay. Okay. So um, there are in this article, um, there are uh, examples of or um, testimonies of different types of water, your packaging of your water. You want to be careful that it's not um, BPH or BPA. Um, and so those, uh, what that article talks about is microplastics that leak into your water. They're so fine, you wouldn't even know that they're there. Oh. But you don't want to, it's best that you, if you can put your water into a glass container or maybe um, a metal container um, for you to consume. And so you want to be careful about uh, what you use in your container. Also, I mean, if you have a ceramic, that's good. So be careful of what you put your water in, what you're consuming it from, and um, your pH level. And with that, um, oh, there it is. OK, there are. Uh, bottle uh, bottle water deals best and worst bottled water in the article that which should have come up uh, bpa free water bottles the 10 top safe bottled water and the safest uh bottling water that for your for your health so we'll make sure that you get that information thank you thank and you. then we're just going to mention a few um places locally if you're in houston or you can even um uh, subscribe or pull them up and order from them. Uh, one of the places I get a lot of my herbs from is over in the uh, Stafford area. It's called Super Village. Um, it's, it's black owned. There's another place called Cavazos that's at the um, farmer's market on airline off of 610 on the north, north side. And some of you may be aware of Ragged Bodega on Almeida right across from the um, turkey leg hut. So you can stop in there and they have a, and it's also um, black owned. Um, they have a plethora of different butters, herbs, um, clothing, you know, they, they, and they can pretty much just about get anything that they don't have. And at the Cavazos, uh, at the farmer's market there, they have a plethora of herbs, different varieties of sea moss, purple sea moss, 
They have different types of um, oils and incense. You can just get everything there. And, and all of these pretty much have their own website. So you can always order if you're out of town or if you want to order and have them sent, um, shipped to someone. And then some of the um, our recommendations that we uh, talked about before was Dr. Laila Africa. He has a variety of um, links and, and watch one right here that's pretty popular, how to reverse diabetes. And then of course we have our renowned Dr. Sebi um, talking about the seven electric foods. So if it's electric, you know, our body is pretty much a, a electric. You know, you can just, you, all of this stuff, you can Google, Google their names. And then some of our suggested Instagram sites where we get a lot of this information and it's just open to everybody, you know, and especially for people of color, you know, and those with high melanin, whether you're, you know, African-American, Black, um, Hispanic, you know, if the higher, the more melanin you have, the more this would be beneficial to you. So all of these you can find on Instagram. Uh, one of the persons I know kind of like personally that we met and had a connection for like a year, High Frequency T, um, Nikwa 09, they're, they're one in the same. She was the one that wrote the book, um, We Are Not the Same. And it just gives you a whole uh, insight into how our melanin affects more than just the color of our skin. Right. So wow. we're going to close with people do not decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. And that's by FM Alexander. And I just want to say Shalom Aleichem. Peace be unto you. Thank you, Akot Easter. Thank you, Akot Alisa, for giving us this time and sharing this with me. Be blessed. I like that people, uh, when they decide what they're consuming, they're basically deciding their futures on their health. Thank you so much, Akot Alisa and Minister Mike. That information was very helpful. There's a lot of things I didn't know, like MSG was very highly addictive. Um, you can make your own, like I said, your own ketchup. 75% um, of your body, Akota Lisa told you, uh, your, your body's made up of 75% water. Now, I always get the, um, I always get that Nestle water because it's a good price. <laughs> But I'm you know, if, if you can't get the, the uh, alkaline water, and even when you buy alkaline water, just do some research on how they make their water alkaline. Well, uh, I, I mean, like a lot of other people, you get the three for, for $10, 3K. So I'm going to start looking and see if it's 9.5 pH. So look for that 9.5 pH. So I, but I even, but even if it has that high pH, you want to find out how do they make it? Do they put chemicals in it? Do they shock it? Or do they have a natural process? That's I don't know if key. I can do all that, uh, Minister Mike, but I mean, or I'm even gonna, get spring I'm water. That 9.5 pH. That's what I'm going to start <laughs> off with. And then y'all going to have to teach that again. I, you know, we got it's levels in this thing here. So oh, yeah. my first thing is going to stick my 9.5 9 pH with my water. And thank you for uh, giving us the location because Jerry and I can on Sunday you know, go out for something with your husband, go to one of those, those shops over there, those, uh, that, that superfood and Stafford mm -hmm. in different places, outings with your spouses. Right. And so, um, we, and they are that. very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the herbs. So if you mm -hmm. have an issue or a condition, they can give you a suggestion, what you should, what you, what you should, uh, take. So y'all know y'all didn't eat all that ham yesterday, all that pork, that little Ooh. nasty pork and those collard greens and ham hocks with a side of uh, gravy with some biscuits and you, 
let's go without cleanse the, ourselves now. You know, without let's the biscuit cleanse, now. Let's Don't talk about the biscuit. <laughs> Don't talk about my mama biscuit. Don't with talk that, about my mama that, biscuit. That biscuit <laughs> with that southern gravy <laughs> on, on the side with some uh some turkey and dressing. We we know the macaroni and cheese, and we know what everybody did. Don't don't yeah. try to hide. So go yeah. and try to clean yourself out, okay? Yeah. And so now we have to um get what the word of God. And so our parashah, which is our reading for the week, comes out of Genesis thirty-seven through forty, and then our new parashah is going to be Genesis chapter forty-one through forty-four up to verse seventeen. So the new one is going to be Genesis 41 through 44 up to uh, 17. So uh, we thank our wonderful Rabbi Afshalom. He's going to uh, be gone for a couple weeks, but we're going to have Minister Griff fill in for him with some excellent information. But uh, Rabbi Afshalom, if you can go ahead and take it over. Well, Shabbat Shalom. You all are, are, are up for a treat. <laughs> Minister Griff is going to be teaching. Minister Michael, y'all are up for a treat. That's all I can say, okay? Um, but Hanukkah uh, Sameach Shavarim, we are here today, right? We're studying the word. Oh, okay, I can share my, I can share my screen. Uh, yes, I'm going to put it so you can share it now. Okay, good, good. I um, was, was thinking about that water, that is spring water. Spring water, if you, get, if you can get some real spring water, it has a flavor to it. It's a taste to it. Right, it's not good for washing clothes, though. You know, and it will leave a stain if you do. But it's 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 got the minerals. You know, the minerals haven't been taken out of it, and that that's what makes it so different. And you know, David said, you know, oh, if I could just drink some of that water out of the uh, out of the, you know his river. So that water, it has a taste, a flavor, and you have to acquire it. Sometimes you have to acquire a taste for it. I I grew up, my house, uh, my dad had had a well, spring water. So we had it coming into our house. It's a hard water. It does. You have to acquire a taste for it. Okay. Sometimes. And this depends on where you get it from. Go to Arkansas. It has a different flavor to it. But it's spring water, you know. I had, I had a great, 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 great aunt that she lived to be almost 100. And she lived on the land. She had her right mind. She cooked and cleaned her house. And she had a well out back with a spring and drunk that water and... Till the day she died. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a difference. You know, if you want to live, right? You know, you know, another thing is uh we're talking about uh the foods that we eat, and and this all ties with our, our lesson. But you know, uh uh Minister Mike made reference to Danielle and how he talked about the things that were happening during Hanukkah 400 years before it happened, you know. Actually, when you read, you find out it was actually about 400 years, almost 400 years before it actually happened. But his diet, even though he was in the land of his captors, his diet was not their diet. What did he have? Pulp and vegetables. And, you know, he didn't eat the king's meat. I'd imagine it was a lot of pork involved in that. I don't know if they ate pork then or not, but I believe they did. You know, if Antiochus Epiphanes was there, they was having hamburgers, hamburgers bacon you know and they will feed it to them folks right but it, it affects your spirituality if you talk to the people of the east eating that that pork and stuff like it, it defiles your temple such a way that you are not able to actually hear 
the word of God. We have to get into that sometime in our advanced classes. But you have to think how things are tied together and why we talk about kosher eating and we tie that into our way, our lifestyle. These are all important concepts and, and, and principles that we should live by, okay? So let's get, let's move forward. For the sake of time, I'm gonna do this as quickly as I can. And I want to introduce you to some, some um, Talmud today in this parish hall. But I wanna talk about this, Genesis chapter 37. Can you see my screen? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. So Genesis 37 and one, and it's the story of Jacob and his love for, for Joseph. And it's, it's, when you look at the different commentaries from the different, uh, I'm gonna look at some commentaries from the first century compared to the 12th century. Now, the first century is from Ancolos and the Targum. And the, from the 12th century, I'll look at Roshi, the Rabbi Roshi, a young man who is, is highly esteemed. And there are different viewpoints on just a little bit, just the beginning of this parashah, chapter 37. I might get a chance to hit a little bit on a piece of dedication, but you all have covered it so well, I probably don't need to. Okay, really don't need to. It's already covered, you know, it's coming up. Light your candles, get into it. I'll, I'll, I'll challenge, I'm gonna make a challenge. If you can do a search in your Bibles, you know how you have your chain links, your chain references, like the Thompson chain and all that stuff. See if it links John, chapter 10, 22, to anything that references Hanukkah or the Festival of Lights. Then go back to the, the, Brithat, the Old Testament and see if you can find anything on it besides Daniel, chapter 11, where it alludes to it. And then get the book of Apocrypha, get the Apocrypha, and search in there. And that's where you're going to find it, okay? In the book of Maccabees, first Maccabees, fourth chapter, then you'll get the history on it. You can also find it in Josephus, okay? Book 12, uh, seven, uh, book 12, seven, and in just uh, seven and seven or seven and one, just read through that. But that's where you get the history from, right? And that way you, you, you know, you, you get some facts from a secular viewpoint. Now, remember, Josephus, remember, he is a Jew but he is a Gerstov or a righteous Jew, Gerstov, a convert, righteous convert, a Gerstov, right? And he writes his history on it. They suspect him of being a Christian, all right? A messianic, but, but that, that, that's neither here nor there, but it, it's his historical account of what took place. Again, if you go back to the Apocrypha, you go back to the Maccabees, that gives you another viewpoint. But today, right now, we're looking at the story of Joseph, right? And Yaakov. So let's let's start this. It says uh, Genesis thirty-seven and one. Now, if you have questions, ask questions. Try to keep them uh, concerning the lesson at hand. Okay. Uh, and uh, if you have anything you want to add, again, you are free to add to the conversation. All right. Because uh, um, my computer system has a lot of files on it. And it takes, the, it takes it a while sometimes to find the, the, the files. I'm talking about my brain. 
Okay, I'm not talking about my I'm talking about my brain. All right, it has files. Oh, I filed everything away, right, in different compartments, and I have to sometimes sit back and and just kind of think about it. Get it, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, okay. hey Rabbi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we jump into jo- uh, to Joseph. I have one question in the story of Maccabees that I've always wanted, I wanted to ask you uh, concerning uh, the, where the Feast of Lights comes from, et cetera, et cetera. Is it okay if I ask this one question? Sure. Okay, and uh, Maccabees, I believe it's uh, the third chapter. It talks about where the Greeks were changing the image into their own image. Um, I, I can't find the exact verse. I believe it's 348. Um, they sought to paint the image in their likeness. And I was, and I've heard people use that and say that that is one of the uh, cues of when you started to get like the depictions of the ancient Jews changed skin colors and things like that. And I was seeing if you know, is there any connection there or is that just something that folks say? Or is there any connection between that and the Grecians at that moment changing the images from the historical um, hue more into that? Uh, fair-skinned hue. Um, that actually began much earlier than that. Okay. Okay. It, it started much earlier because remember we were always mixing in with different people. But if you want to get into the spiritual aspect of it, what they were doing is in, in the book of Daniel. Okay. You you can go back to Daniel and it talks about these things that changing times and seasons. All of this stuff is tied into the, the Greeks and the Antiochus and and what happened afterwards, right? So it's on different levels different meanings, and, and it all ties to the same thing because we can see it happening now where the chameleon takes the image of an Israelite or a Jew, but he's really not. He walks yeah. like a Jew, he looks like a Jew, but he's not a Jew, right? That's, and, 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 and in fact, he's what? Esau or an Edomite. He's a, a chameleon. So that is what they're talking about, right? Okay. Many times, that's what they're talking about. They also talk take, talk about changing the image of God into the image of, or the the you know, uh, into the image of man. Or so there's a lot of different levels that that is discussing, right? Or talking about, and, and so be open to that because Scripture is not open to any one interpretation, and that's because there's so many different levels of of understanding and meaning, uh, or we should say even gates in the the. Uh, opening up of the scripture okay 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 so yeah it's there in other words yes it's there okay they did they did attempt to change a lot of things but more importantly they try to change us into their image Uh okay they try to make us like them in other words we're all american yeah so they want to change us into their image ah yeah that's a good point okay so it works, you know, yeah, yeah. So we, we, that's why we do what we do. Because we can see deeper, the deeper meanings and, and, and get deeper understandings of, of what's going on. So we can share that. And I thank you for the question. Uh, it's in line with what we're, we're actually, you know, Maccabees chapter four, three leads into four, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so good question. All right. Um, okay, get back to Genesis. Uh, I hope that answers your question too. 
Yes, that was good. Thank you. Sorry for getting off track there. I just had that question stored up. And so we started talking about it. I was like, man, now is the, it's now or never. So let me go ahead and ask it. No, <laughs> Appreciate I, I, that. I actually opened it up. If we were in a court of law, we, it's we not like, this. We yeah. like questions and we yeah. open up to everybody to ask questions because uh, that's what we're here for, to learn. Yeah. For sure. I just don't want to, I don't want to uh, sidetrack anything, but. No, no, you didn't sidetrack. You like the uh, uh, counsel. You say, well, well, you say, well, counselor, you opened up that door. <laughs> the judge say, "Yeah, you did." So now let's walk through it. <laughs> so that's okay. And I open it up when I start talking about what Hanukkah, and I start talking. About it. So that's good. That's that's on point. On point. Okay. All right. So uh, Genesis again, thirty-seven. And I'm going to try to cover this as quickly as I can. I was going to do an overview of you know what was going on, but I think I'm going to do this because if I do the overview, I usually get caught up. <laughs> and something else. So let me just stay with this. Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. And it says, and these are the generations of Jacob. And it goes on with Joseph being first. Notice where it says Joseph first. See, that's a, there's a hint of something going on there because he mentions Joseph first. Now, who was his firstborn son? Reuben. Reuben, but here it comes out here, Genesis chapter 37, verse two, these are the generations of Jacob, and it starts up, Joseph being the 17th, at 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah, and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now it start. This is this is interesting. So he's going out, um, and let me read. Let me just read this from Rashi. Let me read something from Rashi, uh, because this is how it's actually taught in yeshiva. This is what we do in yeshiva when we're and when we get to go into it. So let me read some of this. It says, um, "So I'm going to read from a com from one of the, the notes from the rabbi." And it talked about the evil reports. I'm not even gonna, we get into Joseph later on because it talks about Joseph being just like Jacob, looking just like his father. And he, you know, many things that happened to him happened to Jacob or happened to Jacob, happened to Joseph. But I'm gonna do this commentary. And this is a Rashi's commentary. If you can see, this is Rashi's commentary. Again, he's a 12th century rabbi. He was living about the same time as the Rambam. Okay, and the Ramban, all of these are, are very well written and, and well highest, uh, kept in high esteem. Okay, young French, and again, he's French, so he's, he would be called a Sephardic Jew, right? Which is, by the way, most of the teachings that we do are from the community of the Sephardic community. We are very closely tied to the Sephardic community. In Israel, they go by the Sephardic tradition. For the most part, all right. You have these different communities, but when you look at Israel, you took out Sephardic. Okay, we don't get into the politics of all that stuff, but just understand. I want you to understand where this is coming from, right? It says so. It says the evil reports of them, all right. Um, I, I would read it in the. He I can't see it in the Hebrew. My glasses won't let me see it. Uh, let me see if I got a little light here. Let me put a little light on. A little more light. Yeah. Okay. And that's the evil report of them. He says, uh, an evil which he would see in his brothers, 
the sons of Leah. So it's not the sons of Bilhah, but the sons of Leah. And Leah is who? The first daughter, right? Meaning, and you know, the, he's the first wife, right? He said he would tell his father that they would eat a limb. Listen, now this is Rashi, that they would eat a limb uh, which was detached from a living animal, okay? An animal which still threshing about after its neck is slit. So we did a cashier uh, slaughter, but it said they eating, it says that he was reported that they ate a limb off of a living animal, which you're not supposed to do, right? And so this is, remember, this is Rashi's commentary, 12th century, right? It says, and such an animal is considered slaughter and, and fit to be eaten by a Jew, okay? But is nonetheless considered a living animal by the standards which apply to non-Jews, okay? So non-Jews at this, and this is saying that they have a higher standard than Israel. Does that sound right to you? But this is a commentary for the 12th century, a Jew. Okay, it says, the sons of Jacob were of the opinion that even before the Torah was given at Sinai, they had the status of Jews. There were no Jews at Sinai. If you don't know that, you would go with that. But he's a well-renowned, this is not me. I'm reading to, from, your, from the book, from the commentary. There were no Jews. They were Israelite. That was Israel. It says, and were therefore allowed to eat it. All right. That's not, you know, again, there were, and it talks about the Torah. Well, we know the Torah was available because that's what Shem taught. That's what Enoch taught. They taught the Torah. And they taught the same Torah because when Reuben and, and Levi went and killed, uh, were, were killed that town, they said they did it because they had broken the laws right, that had been passed down through them, through the Torah, actually through Shem, which is the Torah law. They should not rape a young, a woman. That's one Man. of the laws. Uh -huh. You know, you don't do that, okay? Now, I'm going I'm to do this some more because this is going to get something for you. It says, um, Joseph, however, held that the law which applies to the Jews would not come into effect until the Torah would be given. So, and why does he say it? He says, um, alternately, the sons of Levi, by virtue of their status as the sons of the first wife, were privy to the Kabbalistic secrets of the Sefer Yetzirah, by which they were able to create an animal by supernatural means. People, uh, you know, the, the people that are outside of the Torah, outside of Israel, outside of Judah, don't know anything about but you all do that are in our Tuesday night. You know, we talk about these different teachings, uh, spiritual teaching, and it was not called Kabbalah in the beginning. It was called prophecy. You're reaching the level of prophecy. But in, in, in Black Roots history, it's called Messiah. You're reaching the level of Messiah. But for us in Israel, it's called reaching the level of prophecy. So people were talking, they were talking about the prophets were able to perform these deeds that they learned through Shem that have been passed on through the time. This is what this is given reference to. And I wanted to read. Now I'm going to read this for you. I'm going to share again. Now you got that, right? It says, let me read that again. So you get where we get some of these teachings from where, you know, 
again, this is Sephardic teaching and you get a lot of the esoteric teachings or prophecy, which they changed the name to Kabbalah. It says, alternatively, the sons of Leah, by virtue of their status as the sons of the first wife were privy to the Kabbalistic secrets of the Sefer Yisrael. They only taught it to close knit. Now, Joseph was well-versed in it because he was a man of the tents. He stayed close to his father. That's, it says that's why Joseph was held in such high esteem because he adhered to the teachings. He was drawn to the teachings. So let me go and do, it gave us a reference to Sanhedrin 60. I hope this is not too heavy for you. You know, I hope it's not too deep for you because this is straight out of the books that are taught, all right? And giving you, some, I just want to give you some insights into what is taught, not to us, but you have to be a part of Orthodox Jewry or part of a Jewish synagogue where the rabbis teach in yeshiva courses in their, in the, the whole congregation doesn't get it, but there are only certain people in there that get these teachings that I'm giving you kind of insight into now. And this is taught in the Talmud. Now you remember Beta Israel, we didn't study Talmud. We studied Torah. We followed the Torah. But in the, again, like I said, you see in the 12th century, right? They're talking about Talmud. Now Talmud started again. When did it start? Fourth century. Jerusalem Talmud, Babylonian Talmud. Rambam's father, was in Babylon. He took Torah to the Sephardim in Spain, which eventually made it up into France, is which is where Rashi got his teachings from. That's a little history for you. So now let me do a another share for you. Okay, let's see if I can find it and give it to you here, right here. Okay, now this is from Sanhedrin 65, which is referenced to you in the commentary of Rashi on Genesis 37 and two. It says, uh, this is Sanhedrin 65b, if you wanna look it up for yourself. Uh, and I'm gonna to go to 17 and it says, Rav, Rav, Rav says, this is one of the rabbis, Rav says, and this is Talmud. So it's kind of like a legal precedence or legal cases, uh, case studies, if you want to look at it that way. This is the legal Judaism, if you want to call it Judaism, all right? It says, or legal Torah. It says, if the righteous wish to do so, they can create a world as it is stated. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. In other words, there is no distinction between God and the righteous person who has no sin. Just as God created the world, so can the righteous. Yeshua says that in the next, in the next week when you read that, John chapter 10, verse 23 to 28, he talks about himself being the son. This is what this is talking about, the power of the son. And remember, he said, if you have faith, and you believe, you can say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. That's creative power. But the reason we can't do it is because it says here, you what? 
separated between you and your God. We're separated from our power. That's why we can't do the things that we're called to do. We were born to do. He says again, Indeed, Rava created a man. So it talks, you know, another place you'll find that we talk about Abraham in the 70 souls. It says the people that the souls that he created. Okay. And so in, in prophetic teachers, they say, like it says here, Rabbi created a man, a golem. We'll get into that in our Tuesday night study. We'll tell you about, we'll talk about that in the study. But I just want you to see this that is actually taught in Talmud or revealed in Talmud. Uh, go, using forces of sanctity. Uh, Rabbi sent this, his, sent his creation before Rabbi Zaira, another one of the rabbis. It says, Rabbi Zaira would speak to him but he would not reply. Rabbi Azir said to him, you were created by one of my of the members of the group, one of the sages, return to your dust. Um, yeah, and I think Rabbi, this is, is, is uh, more intense it than is. Our, our followers. That this, this is more of a Tuesday night study. Yeah, yeah. It is heavy. It's heavy. It, it is heavy. And it's, it's what is taught, again, in the teachings of how to reach prophecy and the things that they were doing. And so in this, when they talk about this in, when you see this in, um, when you begin to see this in Joseph and when they're talking about Joseph, the evil report, that's what it comes to the mind of those that have had the teachings of prophecy. Cause they go back to, or those that have been taught in Talmud, they their minds would go back to where? To here. And so we know that in the uh, Parashah on 37, that Joseph was a dreamer. Yes. And he interpreted, he was, he was a prophet. So he right. dreamed and they came to pass. And also um, he interpreted and that gave him favor with Pharaoh when he was sold. Right. And so that's another key to why Joseph was so favored and why it mentions him first, because he had reached the level of what? Prophecy at a youth, at a young age. You understand what I'm saying? That why we reveal these things? So you understand why Joseph was so well favored and why he was able to interpret the dreams because mm -hmm. he had been schooled in the, in the school of, or in the shul of Shem. Hey, hey, Rabbi, does that also have anything to do with the jacket he got? Is the jacket that he got, the multicolored jacket, uh, due to him having such strong prophecy so early? That's right. His father was so proud of him, of, you know, he was so pleased with him, with his wisdom and how he had grown so tremendously at such a, a young age. And they all grew up in the same house. Mm -hmm. And also his father had him at an old age. So that's another reason mm -hmm. he uh, yeah. leaned towards Joseph because he was so yeah. old when he had Joseph. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And from his favorite wife, right? Most favorite of wife, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so again, without getting 
again, I, I thank you for, for pulling me back because I can't get kind of, it can't get, <laughs> can get intense on this thing, right? You're getting I, taught by I, a I, rabbi. I know, sometimes I got to yeah. grab you by your, your, your coat tail and go, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, because we can get deep now. We can get deep. I mean, you know, I don't talk a lot of Hebrew to you because we speak English. English is my first, my native language. So I do a lot of it in English. Most I do 99% in English, just a little bit in Hebrew, right? Um, because I want you to understand it. That's why it was given to 70 nations and it was translated. All the teachings were translated to all of us so that we could get it. But did you get this in Sunday school? Did you get this in the adult Bible class? You should have. We should have gotten it before. You know, if you've been in, in church for 10 years and you've never read this in this country, see, you've been shortchanged. Uh -huh. See, this is just a little bit. It's just this little bit. You said this is deep right here. This is just a little bit of how our how deep and rich our teachings are of explaining why we are not able to walk and see the, the Malachim, the angels, as our forefathers did. And, that's, story, why, and that's why the other Jews, and, and uh, used to keep them real, the white Jews, they have schools for their kids to go to to learn all of this. Yeah. And we, we don't have anything. And right. so that's why we're basically starting over. And we are starting from, from scratch, from zero. We were reduced to nothing, right? right. But we're here today, right? Okay, that's and, right. Yeah, and, and just this little part, notice I'm just in chapter, on verse two. See how far we can get, how deep we can get? It? This is verse two. We could be here all night, just on verse two, discussing the things, the spiritual aspects and concepts that are intertwined into this parashah just right here. See, so, you know, we go, we go, we sit up for an hour until we, we've had too much time. But in that day, they spent the whole day and all night. And in Israel, they still do. And in many of the other communities, they do. And they spend it because this is rich and deep teaching. Now, it didn't come from me. It didn't come from Rabbi Haywood. I, I, I read it, uh, Rabbi Optional, I read it straight from the what? Talmud. And so Joseph was sold uh, by his brothers. Yes. Put thrown um, in the pit and sold. Yeah, you, you know about that. Uh, and let me get to that just a little bit here. You know, who are the two brothers that that instigated? It says there was Reuben and Levi. These two are troublemakers. When they get together, they get you okay. in trouble. You know, they're two brothers. And those are Leah's sons. Reuben the first one, and then you got Levi. And you, if you watch the genealogy, they're together. And guess what? Where else they were in trouble with? Dinah, when Dina, who was it? Them jokers, they were something else. So, you know, you know when, when, when Jacob gives their story at the end of their, he, he splits them up. He said, don't let them be together because these two get together, that's going to be a problem. Well, that goes back to today, uh, not to cut you off, is how, you know, when women have multiple babies, daddies, Mm -hmm. And they get to fighting and hating each other. Sometimes, you know, with that different blood, that's what goes on in the household. And so there, there, there's different factors that goes on with that. But go ahead. Yeah, that also leads to the plural marriage deal. And I'm not, and I'm not putting nobody down, but let's yeah. just think about it. These had, yeah. They had a bunch of different mothers. And so there was things going on here. We call that sibling rivalry. And, and, you know, while uh, reading this, I was reading this with my wife, 
And she was struck by how much treachery there was with these ancient Hebrews. And she's like, man, these are the tribes and they selling their brother into slavery and they trying to kill him. And I'm like, <laughs> man, it's, 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 you know, it's wild out here. This is real life family drama. Yeah. But <laughs> well, you know, they're not just talking about them there. It's the, the way we are today. Yeah. You know, that story tells us how we were sold and saved by our own people. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of the defenses is one of the great defenses they use is well, Africans sold you into slavery, or your brother sold you into slavery. Well, you better go back and read the Torah. That had to happen. Yeah. The principle was laid down. If you want to see what's going to happen in the future, look at the past. If you want to get understanding of what's happening now, look at the past history of Israel. If these things are happening to you now, go back and see the scripture. If it is happening the same way in the scripture, you are Israel. So our brothers sold us into slavery. Same script, different cast. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And it happens. You see, they, you know, and and so we have to look at the scripture and 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 see the relevance and see the principles behind everything that is in the Torah. Because these these parents shall reveal to us what's going to happen in the future, makes us understand what is happening today. Many of us think that we came from Africa. We didn't start in Africa. Just like our forefathers were sold, just like Joseph was sold out, he came from Israel uh -huh. and he wound up in bondage, sold into bondage. We left Israel. Uh -huh. We were sold and we actually ran into, you know, Africa. That wasn't out, but we had to go there to get some relief because we were kissed out, so we had to go somewhere. Right. So the father prepared a place for us to go, right? But he also had in mind, you're going to be there, and you're going to be there, and, you know, every tribe, listen, every, the majority, not all of the, every person of the tribe, but the majority of every tribe wound up on the continent of Africa. There was, the now, the tribe of Judah, the majority of the tribe of Judah remained up right? In Syria, you know, Persia, they stayed at the majority of the Jews. But guess what happens? They get blended in with the other people and they still wind up getting thrust out. You know, the Kurds and people like that that were Jews, the Jewish Kurds, how they mistreated. They're still, they get, as a matter of fact, the tribes of Judah get treated, their punishment is greater than ours. Is greater than all. And that's why many of us who are of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin receive a, our punishment is, was much worse than the other tribe, 10 tribes, much worse, okay? And that's because it was determined to be that way in order to fulfill the word. So we have to, when we look at this story of Joseph, and then as it goes on to him at the end of it, of course, it talks about him going into, you know, into the slavery, into, not into slavery, but going into jail and stuff. And then it goes into next week's parish off. But the beginning of it shows, it lays down the foundation of why you're where you are. Your brothers saw you because they were jealous of you because you were a spiritual people. You were full of the word. And it's called sibling rivalry. You know, brother, uh, uh, minister, uh, he said, minister Gibbs said, he, was, he and his wife were talking, they were talking about how, they, you know, they almost wiped out one of the tribes. Sibling rivalry, they almost wiped completely. And then after they did it, 
they they repented of it and said, we've got to give y'all our husbands because we killed y'all your husbands. So you got to keep the, the tribes up. Research, you'll Just find like it. Jacob and Esau, they was at it. Yeah, that had to be. <laughs> it's just, you know, and they were twins so it's just it, it, it is jealousy when somebody's jealous of you you better watch them because je people who jealous will kill you yeah ain't enable yeah All, mm -hmm. again so so what are we looking at principles from the beginning right from the foundation these principles are laid down one is going to be a man of the world one is going to be a man of the tent meaning one of the word from the foundation Right from the foundation, it starts that way. Who is the first one to have multiple wives? Limit, right? What was what was his name? He had two wives. Levi it, was it Levi? No, it wasn't Levi. It starts with a nail. See the name. It starts with a nail, right? He had two wives. He said, "If I, if 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 my father, right, if Cain was punished for what I'm." What, what, take vengeance seven times? Yeah, it's in there. It's there. He had multiple wives. He had more than one wife. You see? And that's where it stopped. But on the other side, it doesn't talk about that. But again, the there's always a conscious of those that are walking in the perfect will and those that are walking according to me. And we've fallen so far away from that perfect will. You know? But if you, if you want to know the root of it, you have to go back to the beginning, to the foundation. And all that I'm saying is go back to the foundation. And we have a dilemma today because we don't go back to the foundation. We're told we don't need the foundation. So we're studying these parishes and getting some insight into this why, how we can walk in the power as, let me do this. Let me do this because of the time. Let me do this. This all ties together because we talk about children of God. We talk about the power that we have. Let's go to the jealousy um, and, and of Yeshua, Mashiach, in this chapter 10. This is for next week. I won't be here. All right. So you all will get a chance to get into it. But, but, you know, and this, let me just do this because I'm going to be gone. This 10 and 22, John 10, 22. Because we, you know, it says, and it was in Jerusalem, the Feast of Dedication, and it was winter. That's, you know, it was wintertime, it was cold. So it says, and Yeshua walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Uh, then came the Jews, all right, around about him and said unto him, how long do dost thou make us to doubt if you be the Christ or the Messiah? Tell us plainly. So he said, look, Yeshua answered said, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Now, in Sanhedrin, it says, because God created things, he said we would be able to create things. That was too, that was heavy. Uh, so that's kind of heavy, right? But Yeshua is saying the same thing. <laughs> he's just not saying it the same way they, they did. But he's saying, what, the works that my Father, that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. The, 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 the miracles that he performed, the justice that he performed, right? Remember what he, all the things, walked on water. See? Walked on water. Raised the dead. 
those things go against the laws of nature, mm -hmm. but they don't go against the laws of what? The creator, mm -hmm. his children. He says, but ye believe not because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, you are not of my sheep. You don't, you don't believe the teaching. You don't believe the teachings. You're not believing. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, mm -hmm. right? Now, it, it, when he's saying that, y'all better be careful on that. Now, don't jump up and clap your hands too loud because he's talking mm -hmm. about it. You got to keep the feast. You got to keep the Sabbath. You got to obey the commandments. You got to do those. Now, remember, he's there for the feast of dedication, not for Thanksgiving and Christmas. He's there for what? The feast of dedication. Mm -hmm. All right. He says, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So they're going to be here what? In the, they are, we are partakers of the Obama, uh, 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 the world to come, or the repairing of Tukun Olam, the world to repairing of the world. We are partakers of repairing the world and of the Obama, the world to come. We are partakers of that. That's why we don't die. We are the power. We are we are the powers, right? We belong to the Father. We are of the Father. He says, my Father, where do we say? Our Father, which art in heaven. What does that make you? That, what does that do? That equates you to what? Let me just read it. Which give, um, my Father, which give the, them me is greater than all, and no man is able to, to pluck them out of my Father's hand. There he goes, I and my father are one. How can he say that? Because he is a child of his. He is born of the father. See? So, John 17. John 17. These works spoke Yeshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, I hope I ain't preaching like a, a pastor today, am I? Or an apostle. <laughs> okay, I'm a rabbi. You know, I'm a rabbi. <laughs> uh, okay. You, you, These words. You were just uh, speaking in, in Hebrew, so we know you're a rabbi. Go, right. go ahead. You were just reading us Hebrew. All right. He said, <laughs> "These words speak spoke Yeshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hours come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee.' Whoa. He says, "As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life unto as many as thou hast given." You know. If you're studying Talmud and you read this stuff about creating animals and talk about this power creating world, how can you miss this? How can you misunderstand this? He says, and this is life eternal that they might know thee, the only true God. Talking about the Father. Yeshua's talking about his Father and Yeshua, the Mashiach, whom thou hast sent. He's it. So he's showing you. There's a difference between me and the father. I am his son. He's And it's and a go through this prayer. It says, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work that thou hast given. He has completed his part in the Takun Olam, the repairing of the world. What are you doing to help repair the world? The okay. world is in disrepair. How do I know? Look at the structure of family and government. Uh -huh. So, we have a part to play in the Tikkun Olam. Yeshua came and, and completed his task. When he completed his task, where did he go? He said, now, Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world. He said, take me home. Uh -huh. Take me home. Because I've completed what you sent me to do. I've shown them the way, the truth, and the life.
He says, I have manifest thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. That's you. They, uh, thine they were, and thou gavest me, and they have kept thy word. Y'all need to come back to the Torah. Get into it, keep the Shabbat, keep the feast. Do what Yeshua has called us to do. He said, I came looking for the children of Israel. And he's praying this prayer for you. He said, now they have known that all things whatsoever thou has given me are of thee, of the Father. People are talking about Jesus is my God, but he's telling you, they're yours, Father. Everything that I have is yours. The Roman church, the Roman Catholic church came and changed all of that. We are directed to the Father. Yeshua came and directs us to the Father. Don't get mad at me. Don't shoot the messenger. I ain't scared of you. I ain't scared of you. I'm just giving you the word. I ain't scared of you. I say that when I was a pastor. I'm saying it now. I ain't scared of you. You don't scare me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better, you better think about what they what, what happened when they when they get Moshe Rabbeinu. Turn you white. For I have given unto them the words which thou hast given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. When you study prophecy, he shows you where you came from. The study of prophecy that we're going through on Tuesday tells you where you came from. Same thing Yeshua is saying. He's teaching you how to attain the kingdom, but you refuse it. You don't believe what he said. You believe what men say, well, then what he said. He says, my sheep know my voice. They hear me. They shema, shema Yisrael. And it says, Hear, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one God. We should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. You should love your neighbor as yourself. That's what it says. That's what Yeshua says. Mm -hmm. See? And all are mine, all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Glorified. You know, oh my goodness. I ain't even going to get it that. I ain't got time. <laughs> I don't have time for that. And now I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I can't, I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou has given me, that they may be one as we are one. If that don't tell you something, that they may be one as we are one. And then it says, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept. And none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture must be fulfilled. So everything has to be done according to the scripture. Remember who you are and whose you are. And he says, and now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy be fulfilled in them. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. You are not of this world. We are here to help correct and and. To, to fix this world. I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil that are not of, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, set them aside through the truth. The word is truth. If you cannot find it in the word, it is not true. 
That's why they pulled those books out, like the Maccabees, and they pulled out uh, uh, um, one of these, all these books that I have, Jubilees, pulled them out so that you can't see it, but it's there for you to show you the truth of who Mashiach is and how to work in this world for our father and then with our father. He says, as thou sent me into the world, even so have I sent all them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified through the truth. Neither shall, neither pray for these alone, but for them also who shall believe on me through their, that's you, through the word. If you believe it on the word, if you believe that you have the power of the kingdom operating in you, if you believe, but it's more than just saying that. You have to apply the scripture practically. Tomorrow is, what today is a Shabbat. Oh, I thought, I'm thinking today is Friday. I'm thinking today is Friday. I'm, I went back a day. <laughs> today is the Shabbat. Uh -huh. Today the heavens are open to uh -huh. you who will believe and accept it. If you reject it, then you're not rejecting me or these that are on with me, but you're rejecting the Father and you're rejecting the truth and I'm not as scared of you, <laughs> okay? And they, they, that they all may be one. We're supposed to be hard as thou father are in me and I in thee, that they also may want, be one in us, that the world may, know, may believe that thou hast, listen, that's, that's, that should seal it right there. That should seal it, that they all may be one. We're supposed to be like-minded. We're supposed to be following and emulating our father. He gave us an example to follow through his son. Yeshua HaMashiach Ben Dawi. Some people have gone so far as they never existed. But I have a witness in Josephus who said there was a righteous man, if you can indeed call him a man. You see, talking about Yeshua HaMashiach Ben Dawi. You see, but you have believed. I think that I'm talking to people that have believed but you have not returned yet to the Torah, your first love, so that the glory of the Father can operate in you and you can operate in him, then you can create worlds, worlds without end, as his children, because he will show you. He said, Yeshua said, I speak the things that my Father speak. I do what I see my Father do. And therefore I'm able to walk in the anointed or the glory. Walk in the glory. They call it, rabbis call it the Shekinah. I call it the glory, uh, kavod. I like kavod. Glory. You can, we talk about the glory all the time. I have friends that are pastors that talk about the glory all the time, talking about it and doing, and then going and worshiping Zeus. Mm. Apostles and prophets and evangelists, teachers, talking about, talking about the glory and then going and going to that image. Brother, brother uh, uh, Griff, that image. That image that you were talking about, that's he, what I'm talking about now. You see? He, he got kicked off for a minute. Oh, he he'll be that, requesting. You'll catch it on you catch it on rebound. <laughs> but that's that's you know, the image. They're talking to imitators. Talk about the glory and then go back and go to Zeus. Worshiping the and, and eating all that pork and, and telling people it's okay because we don't have all you do is pray over it. And it's okay. I ain't never seen that in scripture in my life. Not in the Torah. I ain't never seen that. Bro, I'm, I'm kind of hard on my brothers. I, I, let me back up off my preacher. 
and my friend, my brother. Mm-hmm. He said, you should not hate Esau. So I ain't hate you. I love you. I want you to come back to Torah. Accept Yeshua. You ain't accepted Yeshua till you come back to the Torah, till you come back keeping the feast, keeping the Shabbat. We got a day coming up here, Monday, according to Easter said, 28. Some of us will start lighting the candle on 28. Some will start lighting them on, on Monday night. That don't matter. But you're observing the Feast of Light. You're acknowledging the Feast of Lights. Mm-hmm. See, we're not caught up in the petty stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, one, you know, we don't get caught up in that. What we want you to understand is that this Feast of Dedication, it was kept by Yeshua HaMashiach, Ben David. It's kept by Jews all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yehudim, Messianic, non-Messianic. But we're all keeping it. Uh, I can't say all of us. Majority of us are keeping it. Why aren't you keeping it? You're supposed to be one with the Father, one with Yeshua, one with the Torah. Sometimes I have to be a little, you know, y'all have to uh, understand that sometimes I have to speak as a prophet. Sometimes I have to speak as a, as a pastor, you know, loving and, 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 and whatnot and soft. But whenever I'm dealing with the hierarchy, I speak like a prophet. In other words, I speak hard, hard truth. But for the sheep, I speak soft truth and, and lead you in softly. But for those that are supposed to be learning and you reject the truth as, and that's why I went back and read that. And that's why I read from scripture so much. When I'm teaching, I go back and read from the manuscript. So it's not Rabbi Haywood speaking. Mm-hmm. You see, But I'm here to unite us as one people. It says you should be one. See, that we can be one. If I'm not trying to unite us under one teaching that should be one teaching one law that law is from the torah okay that's where it comes from Moshe Rabbeinu passed it down and the father gave him instructions on how to do it and it didn't start there it started back in and and back in adam when 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 seth was born and then enoch came on the scene and then Methuselah came on the scene and then Lamech, and then noah and then abraham and isaac and jacob and then then and then you start getting into Moshe Rabbeinu, and then Ezra, and then the court, and then Yeshua comes on the uh, on the scene. And now, and now we'll we'll feel, and that's now your time. The apostle, and now it's our time uh-huh. to return the people to the Torah, to return them to the light of God, our Father, Avinu Shabbat Shamein. Not for division, because you burned something on this day, or you drove your car, and and you didn't wear your this day. No, that's not what we're here for. We want to turn you to the Father, and He will take care of the rest. Uh-huh. You line up with the Torah, and He will take care of the rest. He will convict you in your heart when you need to make a change, and when you pray your prayers, and He will help help you to change the way you think and the way you speak. He uh-huh. will help you. He will open your spiritual ears that you can see, and your eyes that you can see into the spiritual realm. And He will give you the gift of prophecy if you line up with His word. But we are so far away. And proclaim that we are close to the throne. Oh. We need to back up, reassess ourselves, and make some oh, changes, God. repent. So I love all of you. You know, we love you here. I love you. Uh, I, everything that I teach and everything that I, I want to do, I want to do it in love. Again, sometimes there is strong words, and some, and, but the most time it's going to be soft words. Because we want to unite as one people under God, you think, under the leadership of the Torah. 
whether you believe in the walking and living Torah or you believe in the written Torah on the page, I don't care. All I care is that you obey the command of God, love your fellow men and love your neighbor as yourself. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, not a God of the Orthodox and unorthodox, not a God of the Jews and the Christians or in the Greeks, but a God of all who will come, all that are going to Israel, that are going to him. So let's, you know, lay it down. Sometimes I want to, you know, we have to do some corrections. I have to be corrected. I have to be corrected because I don't know everything and I mess up. That's why you all are here, right? That's why I have other rabbis, apostles, apostles and prophets and teachers and all y'all want to call them. If you catch me in the scriptures wrong, show me, right? Show me. If I refuse it, then come back a little stronger. If I'm too strong, come back with two or three people. Straighten me out. You know, put put two. your screen up, Rabbi, so we can see you. Oh, I, I thought it was on. I'm sorry. You know, I see I get carried away. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because I get tied up. I get caught up in the thing called the word. You know, uh, the word is, is so powerful. And you can take back the power. You can take back the... Uh, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. But this thing, you know, I, I'm trying to keep it from keep 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 within the time, but sometimes, you know, I I, I feel that I, I want people to get this Torah. I want I want you to get it. I want you to to to, to operate and not. The Torah was given so that we can have life, <clears throat> and freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeshua came to show us how to get that freedom, to operate in that freedom. David, you know, did things that that normal kings couldn't do. He did things that a priest would do and a prophet. And he was called a prophet. He's called a priest and the king, you know? And, and Yeshua came to make us a kingdom of priests. The father created us to be a kingdom of priests and priests before him. That's, that's what we want. That's what we desire. If I must decrease so that you can increase, let it be so. John said, I must decrease so that he may increase. Who was he talking about? He was talking, I must get out of the way. I must get out. Sometimes we have to get out of the way. You know, I sit here uh, on, on the Shabbat and we, and like today, we talked about food and I had to sit back and just listen and absorb it and learn some things. So I have to decrease, right? So that Minister Michael and, 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 and Mr. Ako can, uh, can come, you know, Alisa can come forward and I can sit back and relax. I decrease so you can increase. Uh -huh. And that way I can increase. You see, you understand how this things work? So I can go to the, I study with Ashkenazi and I study with Sephardi, right? Why? Because we all have different knowledge and teachings that we have that I can glean on, you know, and I can learn. That's why we're here. I still, you know, communicate with my Christian brothers, right? Because when it comes, a lot of times when it comes to spiritual matters and prayers, you know, often that you, you can't be beat with them prayer, you know, prayer in the Holy Ghost. I would rather speak, as, as one of my brothers said, I'd rather speak one word and under the anointing than a thousand without the anointing. So if I know Torah and I live in Torah and I know Talmud, right, and I know Mishnah and I'm gifted 
and baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm flowing in the Holy Spirit, guess what happens to that Torah? What happens to that Talmud? What happens to that, you know, Mishnah? What happens when it, under the anointing, it illuminates. It, Bahir, illuminates. Yeah, that's Tuesday night club, right? Bahir, it illuminates. It illuminates. See? So that's why it's important that we operate as one people. But there can only be one teaching, though. There can only be one teaching, right? And we know what that teaching is because it's in the Torah. It tells us what it is. Same teaching that Yeshua taught and teaches today. So I turn it over to, to, to the, the quorum, <laughs> the semi-quorum that we have. We're going to have a quorum. We have a semi-quorum here today. Any questions, any uh, prayers or? Anyone have any questions? Uh, Rabbi had, has poured out his spirit today. Um, he, he did take us to another realm. And if you don't understand, that means we need to study harder to get there because he's pouring it out to us. Um, anyone have any questions? We, we thank you all for tuning, tuning in. We're going to have Minister Mike uh, going to our final prayer. Avina Malkano, our Father and our King, we just thank you. We love you. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you. Your word says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. We should enter his gates with thanksgiving in his courts with praise and be thankful unto him for the Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever and his truth endures to all generation. As Rabbi mentioned, it just signifies what he said in Psalm. We said how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Lord, so I pray that your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven, Lord, that you open the hearts of all men. We pray for our government, we pay for the head of every household, every organization, every corporation, every business, Lord, we pray that they would open their eyes, their minds, and their hearts to your word, and that they would teshuvah, would return back to you, mm -hmm. back to your word, back to the days of old, Lord, just as you so designed and had created each of us to be, Lord. May we be men of integrity, men who would seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, May all women, Lord, be Ashikaya, women of valor, Lord. May we be men of integrity, Lord. I pray, Lord, also for the peace of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I pray, Lord, for this world at large, Lord, yes. that they would come to know you and in the pardon of their sins, Lord. I pray, Father, for Rabbi Absalom and Akota Lisa yes. as they depart on their journey across the seas and the waters and the oceans, Lord. Zeta le shalom, veshuva le shalom. May they go in peace and return in peace. Lord, I thank you for Minister Easter, Lord, for putting it on her heart, for giving her the vision and the desire, Lord, to be faithful at serving you Sabbath after Sabbath, pushing beyond measure, Lord, and looking beyond herself, Lord, and reaching out to others, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will continue to just rest, rule, and abide, not only over our households, Lord, but in our lives, in and off the job, 
as we rise up and when we lie down from the going coming up of the sun to the going down of the same lord yes. i said we just would magnify you glorify you lord and just continue to be a blessing to others and a light in dark times and in dark places we love you we honor you and we thank you for your son thank you yeshua in yeshua's name amen amen, amen. we thank you all for tuning in we'll be here every saturday we look forward Rabbi Absalom has poured his soul. Go back to the roots. Go back to the Torah. Minister Mike, Akol, Elisa, uh, they've told you about your nutrition. Minister Griff, he's going to be preaching uh, the next two weeks. We're here because we love you. That plate that you were served for, for your pagan holiday, the food was good. But the bread that we just gave you is the bread of life to have eternal life with our Yahshua and Yahweh. If you want peace, if your spirit, that depression, that suicidal, this is the way. There's no other way because everything he gives you is free. Everything our Yahshua and Yahweh, because he loves you. We are his people. We read about from the beginning, we've been sticking at people, brothers fighting, trying to kill brothers, shedding blood amongst each other. We have got to stop. We know who we are. The gig is up. We love you. Uh, share this link, uh, ask your questions, and we will see you next Saturday. Have a happy Hanukkah. Hmm. Shalom. 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 Hanukkah Sameach.